Nobody's gonna hurt anybody. We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. And what's Fonzie like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? Cool. What? Cool. Correct the mundo. And that's what we're gonna be. We're gonna be cool. Episode two, Three Little Fonzies. We got Greeny and Over the Pond in London now, which makes us on three different continents. We got me out in Columbia, South America. Dish is still in New York. Greenwald, you're in London now. I'm in Connecticut. I'm not in New York. United States, North America, whatever. My point is, I think, you know what, guys? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it. I think we are the most international podcast. I don't know if anyone else can say they got their hosts in three different continents. I'm not going to fact check it. But uh, I'm just gonna go ha- go ahead and say it. Uh, we're the only ones, I think. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty freaking cool. I mean, we got three Definitely different time zones fans. going. Like, I, you know, it's fucking almost one a.m. here in London. Shout out late night crews all across the uh, the globe. I don't know what time it is for you guys, but uh, you know, shout out late night gang. Yes, you do. You told me it's five hours ahead in London. Just subtract five from your time. You're the one who told yeah, me what true. time it was there. True, so but I've done my computer on a different time than my phone because I'm trying to stay on my work schedule on my computer. It sounds so like you all... can't do math. Dude, I, I'm not a numbers guy. not a huge numbers guy. <laughs> how was the trip oh, How was the trip to uh, to London in the midst of the coronavirus, Greenwald? Anything different about it? What was it like? Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, it was so uh, different. I'm kind of excited to, to ask you guys a little bit about that later on in the pod here, but... Uh, you know, there were things that were better, things that were worse. Like, for example, nothing was open and I had to wear my mask the whole time. And it was honestly a realization of like how bad your breath gets when you keep your mouth closed the whole time. And I just had to keep smelling my own breath. And then I asked the flight attendant if I could drink my water. And he was like, yeah, of course. In like his Irish accent, I flew Aer Lingus. Shout out Aer Lingus. Great airline. Great flights. Wait, um, why were you asking it, if you can drink the water? Because I didn't know. <laughs> they just give it to you to stare at. They're just like, yeah, no, 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 no. He then they hand it the, back on your way out. You're like, thanks for that water, man. He didn't give me the water. I brought my own water on and I was like, just because you're in the plane and it's close quarters and I don't know if you're supposed to be letting your germs go out into the world. So, so you think water's banned on flights now? It's not about waters. It's just about taking off the mask to drink it. You know what I'm saying? And then like if I want to eat my peanuts – you know, I can't eat those discreetly because I'm going to make a punching them. noise. <laughs> you got to slide, slide them up the face mask to eat your peanuts. <laughs> Bro, I was thinking everything you can think of. But yeah, and then, so nothing's open. Then I get to Dublin and I go through customs there, uh, I guess, ultimately for the UK. Um, because when I got to the UK, there was nothing. No temperature checking. I filled out these forms about where I'd be staying. They never collected them. Um, it was Dude, a, Coming from New York, that's so weird that they won't have anything. Dude, it's so weird. Did you it's sit so next weird. to someone on the flight or was it like every other Dude, seat? so that was the other that was another cool thing about my flight is like I had my whole road myself oh, from dude. Dublin or from lounging uh, in that. Oh, I was posted from Boston <laughs> to Dublin. But then <laughs> dude, my flight from Dublin to the UK was really crowded. Uh really? so that was weird. Um and yeah, and then I got here and I just got off and no one like stopped me, no one checked me. There was nothing. I just got off and like brought coronavirus into the UK. Were like, people like kind of like how it was for us when we went to Maine this weekend? Were people kind of like the locals like looking at you kind of like a little funny when you were walking around the airport at all, like getting a little glares? Because we all said the same thing. If you went to like a food store or something, like they know you're not from the dude, state. No and the worst is when you have to pull out your New York ID, checking out beer, and they just like sigh at the side of it. I'm like, dude. You know what's so funny is I was thinking about how on this trip I'd be looked at weirdly because I'm American. Every time I go out and I talk, people might think of me as like being associated with the coronavirus coronavirus. and like (laughs) what that's like for other people and how I didn't want to, I wanted to do everything I could to not be identified as American. This fucking dude on my, I didn't, but dude, this guy on my flight was wearing a Jersey that said USA and on the back. It said number two, and where the name was, it said amendment. Literally, he was wearing a USA Second Amendment jersey, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Standing out like a sore thumb, sore thumb, and it's like talk sore about thumb. being an American jackass. Like, Jesus. I mean, he was sticking out of his fucking mind. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. But one thing, one other thing that I was thinking is just how like I'm really into Connor. You know, this, I'm into UK grime music. Like a lot. I've been watching Top Boy recently. And one thing I was thinking is like, it'd be so cool 
if when you came into the UK and they asked you your questions to get in, they were like, what's going on, fam? Like, and I was well, like, what I was going to say what, is what, the... The little interaction you have in the midst of the coronavirus, you should like, let's say you're talking to, I don't know, the person at the hotel or a waiter or something. You should drop a little of those top boy expressions like, go get them on them. Like, I didn't pay for that. (laughs) Dude, that's what I'm thinking. Like, just walk around every time. Like, I'm walking around, just be like, man's man's loony. Like, say nothing. It's the same two words over and over. Yeah, dude. It's been an interesting experience, but I'm happy. It's uh, well worth it. I'm glad I could get across the pond, see my girlfriend. So it's good stuff. I got a little bone to pick with you, Greenwald. Uh, I was listening to Theo Vaughn's podcast this morning with Diplo. Now, I don't listen to Diplo so much, but I know he's kind of always all over the world. I was like, I'll check this out. And uh, they were talking about uncut gems and just for a reference a couple months ago me and greenwald got in a heated discussion a debate over uncut gems i was kind of blown away oh, by, yeah. the, by the sound design by the soundtrack i was like yo it made me feel so weird and greenwald you would agree you were kind of like i don't know what you're talking about you're you're over exaggerating or whatever and uh anyways theo vaughn's like yo i saw this movie uh, uncut gems and diplo starts talking to great lengths about you know i didn't love the movie but the soundtrack was amazing or and Theo, <laughs> as soon as he said that Theo Vaughn was like yeah man it made me feel so weird uh <laughs> like it, it put me on the edge like the whole time I didn't know how to feel and I gotta say it was such a gratifying moment hearing them say that just because bro, you, that wasn't the art at the time the argument was over whether or not that was the reason that we liked the movie that was like, the reason I liked it. Like the movie. That was the reason, like, yeah, okay, well, like good for too. good for them. I'm just saying I liked it more because of the you know the crazy like back and forth nature and Adam Sandler's acting and just kind of being this like crazy you know older Jewish guy and you know he's getting dragged out of his daughter's play like that shit I thought was just great. I'm but telling you, bro, the way the way they movie. used sound and like ambient music as that was all happening, I'm telling you, dude, it made me like feel I don't know some type of weird <laughs> fucking way, dude. It Copper was crazy. Pitching a tent in the fucking theater, right. bro. We seen this. <laughs> all right, you so, on a date, bro. What's so, good? So no, it was more like, damn, did I eat? Was there were those mushrooms that I ate like for lunch, like psychedelic <laughs> mushrooms? Like that's how I was fucking feeling. Uh, clear Eat your omelet, just tripping some balls at the breakfast table. All right, clearly dish dish. You saw it, right? Uncun, uncut gems. No, I not? actually haven't. Oh Something well, like okay. Anyone that hasn't seen it, going forward, I want to I want to hear your comments, dish. When you watch it, you might notice the sound design. Now, anyone that's listening, maybe they notice it. Maybe <laughs> they didn't. You're gonna notice the sound design. Yeah, damn it's right not, you're it's, gonna. It's damn right it's you're gonna. It was phenomenal. Okay. All right. Whatever. Should we should we move on to to what's been on your guys' minds? Since That's we what's on my mind. But tell together. me tell me what's on your mind. That is what's on my mind. All right. All right well, go, I feel. Yeah. Like, yeah. You go ahead, Dish. You go ahead. All right. So this is a realization I came to um, this follow this past weekend. Me and Greenwald were away with some friends of ours up in Maine. I uh, had a great weekend, but it just shout out Ellsworth. The, yeah, shout out Ellsworth. Implemented the idea to me: lakes greater than sign every other body of water. It's fresh water, not salt water. It's what's it called? It doesn't have sand like the beach does. When I go to the beach, the sand's too guys. Well, no water. Hot. The has water suit. Shut up. Shut up. I never said the water had sand. I said the beach doesn't have any sand. It's just a nice little... The beach doesn't have any sand. (laughs) Well, this isn't a beach. This isn't a beach. So our backyard was on the lake. So there's no beach. There's no need for sand. There's no sand anywhere. It's all green grass and high tides. But I liked it so much better. There's no threat of getting eaten by a shark, which is... Sharks are in the Long Island Sound. Like, that's something I fucking worry about. Dude, If it's in the back of my head... Rarely, but it still happens, bro. It's still in the no, back of No, sharks are freaky. Yeah, sharks are scary. They've been on Cape lately, They're too. They're freaky. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Being in a lake. Jellyfish are scarier than sharks. They've been all over mass, like the lion's head ones I mean, or whatever. Okay, well, I'm more afraid of Hey, you're making his argument. Are you, do you agree I with him, Greenwald? You're making well, no, his I argument. Want him to, I want him to finish his points. Is there anything else, Liam? The sand. Lakes are, yeah, sharks. I can hate sand. There's no sharks. <laughs> no, I mean water, salt water. Uh, you like salt water? I don't like salt water. Are you drinking the like salt water? water? I don't. It doesn't really bother no, me. Yeah, it happens on accident. If you're tubing or something, you get a bunch of water in your mouth or up your nose. If it's salt water, it feels a lot worse than fresh water. I think that's, that's true. That's true. No, I I actually agree what with a lot no? of Liam's. I agree with a lot of Liam's points. <laughs> There's no way. There's no waves in a lake, dude. Yeah, I, we didn't want. Like, I wasn't looking for that many waves. I was looking at fucking. Chill. Yeah, no, that's a good point. If that you're a surfer a point, 
or a body surfer like I body am. surfer. Uh, Anyone can body. Oh, like you are, Grandma. That's a real. Oh, bro, I'm telling you. I'm telling Anyone you. Anyone can I'm body nice. surf. There's bro. a huge difference. You have to catch the wave at the You're right angle. Yourself. Bro, I'm telling you, you have to catch the wave at the right angle. And not only that, it, it always comes. You hit the wave, and then when you come out of the water, you turn back. You see that bad body surfer way behind you because they didn't hit the wave at the right. <laughs> All right, angle. yeah, I know, you. but you're, you're you're glorifying body surfing here, making it seem like an art. If you try surfing, then you'll know. Come what body it means surfing to catch with the wave. green waltz. Come body surfing with the green waltz. You'll see if you'll make it all the way to shore. All right, let me let me piggyback well, off what dish was. No, because that's what I'm telling you. To catch the wave, it takes no, you I all get the it. way. I get it. I think you're overthinking how complicated that is. It's pretty easy. It's, it's, I think complicated to get to shore. It's pretty complex, bro. It's pretty complex. Not only that, but when you see a wave, the key is like the one after is always better. Because the thing about waves, bro, they come we're in, in biologists. waves. They come in CNN. waves. Let me let me let me piggyback off what Liam is saying. So great weekend in Maine. This is actually something I've been thinking about a lot, and I think it's important that you know we mention just because it is. You know we're on the heels of the Fourth of July. We're recording this on uh, July eighth, so just a few days after the Fourth, and so I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. A lot of people doing weekends away with their friends, hopefully safely. You know, not too many people. Obviously, keeping social distancing at at uh, mostly in practice, but. Something I've been noticing a lot this summer, uh, and I think a lot of people can relate to, is because maybe I was a little too harsh on girls last week with the Instagram uh, things that I didn't like, even though all people are, are um, perpetrators of those trends. One thing I've noticed that that's actually something that really pisses me off about men is that there's two things that men will just come and 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 offer their opinion on when no one is asking for it. And they'll just come and congregate around. And oh, those two things. Those like two what? things. Like what? Give me an example. Fires and barbecues. Okay? So first first example, fire. <laughs> if I'm someone's building that. a fire, you always got the dude. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, he'll go, he'll go oh, build fire. the fire. And then someone has to come over. They're like, bro, why aren't you building the teepee? You have to build the teepee. Why are you placing that log in that corner? You need to place the log in this corner, build the house, build the teepee, the airflow. It's a huge dick measuring contest. Like, wait, what, what the fuck is that kindling? What the fuck is that kindling, <laughs> I honestly, bro? that, that, like, I want to avoid that generally. I'm, I'm not the yeah, fire. That, I, would, I am never the fire. <laughs> I'm telling you, then the fire's going and it's roasting and it's like someone puts a log on the fire, starts dying. It's like, bro, you killed the fire. You murdered the fire. It's like, blow on it. It's just always these different things. And it's the same thing with grilling. It's like all of a sudden someone notices, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, you know, Frank's whipping up burgers and dogs. It's like, what? Where, where's the grill? Where's the grill? You go over to the grill and say, hey, what? That's where the boys what, are. The grill is where the boys that? are though, so. He's like, wait, it doesn't look like you turned that sausage in the back right in a minute. You, you can turn that sausage, you know, you know keep, it, keep it grilling up with the rest of the, rest of the team. You know, serve the meats in different order. It's like all these things that men will just come around and you always notice like none of the women give a fuck. They're just helpful. They're around. They're offering like lending support. Men just come over. They criticize your fires. They criticize your meat skills, uh, your meat grilling skills. Whoa, that is. Well, what were you doing this weekend? Criticizing dudes' meat skills. So you, so you undercook, you undercook <laughs> the food and you couldn't start a fucking fire. And, <laughs> and you got made fun of for it. Bro, I'm fired fires and some of us like medium rare. Well done is whack. I'll I say that to my fucking rare. grave, but I'm just saying like, I've noticed that so much. People just come over and say, hey, what's going on over here? Like, what's, I, want, I want in on this fire. I want in on this grilling session. It's just like, dude, just wait for it. It's coming. Like, trust me. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's what's been on my mind, like, lately, especially leaving America. Don't think that's much of a, of a UK ting fam. Are barbecues a thing in the UK? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Let's just move on. Dish, why don't you fucking tell us about some, like, lizard human race or some fucking stupid conspiracy that you've been reading about this week? All right. Well, I haven't just been reading about this week as this has been a known thing since 1966. <laughs> um, but just kind of piggybacking off of the whole John Lennon rant that I went on the other day. To the John Lennon fans, I don't apologize at all. Yeah. About how his talentlessness is more important than him being Well, a, I never cited it. It was just an Female article. abuser. I didn't bring yeah. it up. I, didn't, I, no, I said really female abuser was stuff. the worst thing he did. Well, anyway, Greenwald is an idiot, but... <laughs> Paul McCartney, this is a pretty well-known thing, so I'm sure you guys already know, but he actually died back in 1966. So the way the story goes was the Beatles, they were all together. They were recording in the studio. Uh, things got heated. Paul got pissed, got in his car, and got in a terrible car accident was decapitated. So the Beatles were like, we can't, you know, 
let everyone know about this. I won't be too heartbroken. So I had a contest to see a Paul look, a Paul McCartney lookalike. So how would no one know about this if they had a fucking contest finding for Paul McCartney's lookalike? Well, what do you mean? Everyone knows about it. That's why they have. Bro, that's it. It, was, it was a secret point. contest. It was a secret contest. Coughlin, I'm gonna okay, get there. Okay, but dude, I'm gonna get there, Jack. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. So it what it really came to light in 1969. I think when a student at University of Michigan called into a radio station and planted the seeds of doubt in this mic in uh, this jock like this jockey's head and apparently he, the guy went on for like two more days just kept talking about it to the point he got pulled from the show for a day because they're like dude like stop talking about this like what's wrong with you anyway and you didn't take a hint to, no, to no. take that guy's <laughs> i was like let's dig deeper so, <laughs> 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 onward onward and upwards let's go boys <laughs> keep digging so there's a few like little different things in in some songs in Strawberry Fields. Uh, John, people think John Lennon again. Fuck John Lennon is saying I berry salt. <laughs> He's come out and said he was just saying like cranberry sauce, but it's pretty clear he's saying I buried Paul. And also in a another song, Revolution Nine backwards, you can hear them say Turn on me, dead man. Turn on me, dead man. When you play it backwards, which is another kind of crazy thing. And those just little things like the cover of. Does that really mean Paul McCartney fucking died? Turn. Yes. What is it? Turn me on, dead man. Like what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Bro, you know what this is? This is a classic example of uh, you know shout out writing center uh, in my advanced English classes in high school where you would read books and teachers would be like, oh, so their name like they're named the Glass family because like you can see through them and like you can see through all their actions. It's just classic like overanalyzation of like something that like literally the Beatles were probably just tripping acid and like threw in there. No, like, that's, how do that's you... another thing. So the Beatles kind of played it up and like played into it. So when they released Abbey Road and the a photographer who was there claimed that Paul literally said like, I just want to take my shoes off for this. But he's the only one with his shoes off. People say that John Lennon is in the front um, wearing all white. So he's kind of like the afterlife. Uh, Ringo Starr is in between them who looks like a pallbearer and then they have George Harrison in the back dressed like um, the ditch digger and then Paul going and on the one of the license plates it says if 28 and that year he would have been 28 if he was still alive. So Wait, so what's like, the point of Paul? Dude, what does the white suit have to do with it? What does him being shoeless have to do with it? Because he's the only one shoeless so they're like oh he's the outlier then they have life in the front. <laughs> He's the Everyone dead knows one shoelessness means being dead. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Dude, what about the fact that, like, Paul went on to have, like, a great solo career and, like, you know, put out music. He found a really good look, like, a great voice. Yeah, with the same <laughs> yeah. voice and, they like, that plays live music. everything. Yes. They the wings, like, all that stuff. Yes. Love, take me down to the street. <laughs> it's not a wing song. Um... All right, well, that's fucking stupid again. Yeah, and I don't know about that in one. In no way have you convinced me. Is there any shit. evidence of, like, him crashing his car? What did, what did you say he did? Yeah, he crashed his car. Is there <laughs> any evidence of, of that? No. Yeah. The only evidence, up, or, it was only evidence from this, this radio guy. show. Yeah, the only evidence from radio stirred, show. And it kind of just went through colleges, but I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of a funny thing to talk about. Like, they had the British Secret Service investigating it at one point. It was such a widely, like, sure they phenomenon. Sure, they did. Yeah, no, I bet they did. Yeah, I, I'm sure they did as well. I, I'll fucking send you both the articles right after this thing. All right, great. <laughs> okay, all right, well. Murdered up, D-Bags, murdered up. Just to, just to, you know, piggyback off of uh, off of last week's little uh, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, as I like to call it, where I like to, you know, dive into the into the files of, of Fox News and, and Team Trump and, and all the, the right-wingers yeah, out there just to see what I can – See what what things I find over in uh, in Dumbville, USA. What do you uh, got just for to us? see what's being said. So I want to show you guys this clip uh, from Fox and Friends. I know Dish loves the hosts of Fox and Friends. Um, so let me show you guys this clip, and uh, we can kind of break it down afterwards. Listen, the president wants to go in there and talk about all the accomplishments he's he's uh, done in his first term and how he's made people's lives better. It answers the age-old question. Are you better off now than you were before? And the answer mm -hmm. undoubtedly is yes. And that strikes true in New really, and across this country. With, with the pandemic, now the, you know, you know the, the growth is not there. You know the unemployment's still 11%. So you can't really say you're better off than you were three years ago because, of, at the very least, the pandemic. So you can't really oh, say that, right? 
No, no, absolutely. Of course you can say that because, listen, this global pandemic uh, hit all of us, not just here in this country, but across the world. This president took a leadership role and was criticized for canceling flights, for example, from China, from Europe, by the likes of Joe Biden, who said it was a bad move, said it was racist, said it was xenophobic, and now had to come back and admit, yeah, it was probably the right thing to do. This president saw the numbers, 2.2 million people projected dead in America. So as of right now, this president's policies, this president's decisions, his leadership has saved almost 2 million lives in this country. I put that up against anybody. And as this economy begins to rebound, you saw last month, 10 times the growth ever in one month. Uh, and then, of course, in June, 20 times the growth than ever before in one month. This economy is roaring back. All right. So first things first. Kilmeade's face is so weird. Kilmeade's face is so weird. I, I, the whole Fox and Friends squad is just, first of all, they're, other than, uh, I think his name's Dooley, the guy on the left, uh, like, yeah, it is kind of a gas name, but the guy on the far right, he, first of all, he literally looks like Tucker Carlson's child. He he does like, it's, it's that same look. No, dude, it's just the same look. It's the same look. But anyways, let's talk about what he said. Let's talk about what he said. So the idea that people right now, if he had acknowledged that before coronavirus hit, were you better off? Even then, he wouldn't have a great argument, in my opinion, but we'll get into that in a second. But to make the argument, even with Kilmeade, Fox and Friends literally is Trump's cheering squad. He always tweets about how great they are, like, because they literally just champion what he says. Even Kilmeade is like, how can you say better off than three (laughs) years ago? Literally makes no sense that this dude would argue that. It was an idiotic statement to make. I mean, I don't know who prepped him for that interview, but you probably shouldn't. Like, there's so many other points he could have made than to say that because it was just a layup for a journalist who has a brain to be like. By the way, his name his his name is actually even more white preppy toolish than I thought. His name is Hogan Gidley, Hogan (laughs) Gidley, and he's the Trump 2020 campaign national press secretary. But the other thing is, he's citing like job growth in the past few months. It's like, yeah, there's been job growth because. Everyone lost their jobs. And as people's unemployment was going up, for some reason, the stock market was going up. But that's like gets to the root of the issue. It's like, dude, just because life is better for like white middle aged Americans, it's probably not better for everyone else. And that's totally left out of that, which is why I thought it was just so fucking stupid. But you seem to be in agreement with me on this one, Liam. So I don't know that there's even any more I need to say. I mean, we're in a fucking global pandemic. How am I going to say that my life right now, no matter who's president, my life right now is not better than it was three years ago. Yeah, but don't you think don't you think life is is arguably better, at least comparatively to us in other countries than it is in America right now, considering like how bad our control of it has been. Well, yeah, I think this is for a bunch of people not listening, states being reopened too soon or states staying open the whole goddamn time. Like, I think other countries are a lot more disciplined than us, and I don't think it helps if Trump is saying, you know, um, that I'm downplaying masks and everything. Like, masks fucking suck to wear. I hate them. They fog up my fucking glasses. Like, they make me sweat. I spit from my mouth. It's disgusting. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's a shitty situation we're in. Like, I mean, I'm not going to defend like that we're better off than we were because I don't believe that we are. So it's not like there's some there's not anything I can say that will convince me or anything I'll see that will convince me of that not being a fact. Um, so I guess from that point, yeah, I do agree that we're not better off than we were three years ago. Yeah, that's valid. But, I mean, and it doesn't matter who's president. If there's a fucking COVID-19 going around, it's a shitty time for everyone. All right, well... Uh, even though I do, I guess, agree with that, Greenwald, even though that was stupid, I would love for you to explain to me why this isn't one of the dumbest fucking things you have not read in your life. And it like infuriates me to think about. But BuzzFeed, which is always on, you know, everyone's fucking Snapchats, it's a little one of those stories <laughs> you could go through everything, came out with Is this with another something. list? No. It came out with an article. <laughs> this is the headline of the article on July 4th. Who died for your dinner? Who the fuck starts off in art? Who? Oh, God's green earth. Why do I have to feel bad about the food I eat? Why do I have to feel bad about that? Then it goes in to coming up with some complex way about how they know how all of our 4th of July dinner got to our tables. It came from, uh, if you're in Massachusetts, it came from fucking Yakima Valley, which is in a crowded labor camp with few protections in place. 
where are they coming up with all of these the story? I just I just googled food, it. <laughs> how of how this food got to the table? An, an alternative headline it looks like for probably the same article also from BuzzFeed is the coronavirus cost of your Fourth of July barbecue. Yeah, they probably had a, <laughs> Sorry, they God. renamed the title because it's so fucking ridiculous. Who died dish? Who'd you kill for for your Fourth of July meal? What is it saying? I, I don't get I it. I guess I killed a couple of people in Yakima, <laughs> Washington, who are in some sort of labor camp. Um, we did a number on the Tyson <laughs> plants in Indiana uh, because apparently it's our fault that they made them keep working through the virus. So that's my fault that Tyson chickens were like they had to call their workers to work. That's on me. That's 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 my bad, guys. Wow, they're talking about ribs. This mean? Yeah, I'm talking about ribs. Talking about but, ribs. But I mean, yeah, this is the dumbest fucking grab for clickbait I have. One of the most ridiculous articles I've ever read that actually like makes me very upset. Like this is also like, like there are so many people who read BuzzFeed. Like even I will fall victim to reading a little bit of BuzzFeed. And like just think about <laughs> kids who read this shit. They're like. I'm not going to eat dinner anymore. I, I don't want to kill anyone. I'm just going to starve myself. Maybe, die. no, not starve themselves, Dish, but maybe there are alternatives where you're not massacring people for your for your ribs, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Dish, you could do with like a couple microwave dinners. I'm sure the people who make those are fucking dying too or some bullshit BuzzFeed will come out with. There's nothing I can eat that's safe anymore. By the yeah, way, this is this is like a long article. I'm just scrolling through it. This ridiculous. is like an expose. And not only that, but it's like, yeah, no, I, I actually agree with you on this. Like this should go to, you know, their point is that like the food makers didn't take the right precautions in letting their workers make the food. Why is that our fault? <laughs> Why is that it's not like... They didn't tell me when I was buying it, like, oh, by the way, this is from the Yakima Valley where there's some uh, labor camps. But, like, have a good fourth. Like, here's your potatoes. Dude, this Thank is you. like – This is like when – this shit until BuzzFeed comes out with it when I'm at my fucking kitchen table. This is the equivalent of, like, vegetarians and, like, vegans, like, shaming you when you eat meat. And it's just like I know about Food Inc. I've seen it. I'm making my choice. I'm aware of I it. prefer burger meat to thinking about how it's made. I've made that decision. And I can live with that. I can live with it happily. In defense of the article, at least, Greenwald, if you knew, although it's not, I don't know, whatever food inks about, if you knew people were dying for your food, maybe that's the <laughs> awareness needed to stop production. Well, that's a good point. But my point is that I, I do love animals. And like, I think some of the things that happen in, in, in food ink are fucked up. But like when it's late at night and, and you know, McDonald's has a great deal. Wendy's is hit, like hitting me with Wendy's, by the I mean, way. Shout Wendy's out Wendy's. No, Wendy's has great ethical food practices. I know that. I just know it deep down. I know it deep down. But McDonald's is like, am I not going to get it just because like – Am I not going to get these 50 chicken nuggets for $5 or whatever? (laughs) I mean, are you You know how many chickens died for a 50 chicken piece? (laughs) A lot of fucking chickens, although I don't know. I think it would be much more – I don't know. Many more flubbers if you guys have ever seen the movie Flubber. I think that's <laughs> what's in chicken nuggets. I don't know what that has to do. Chicken. I'm just saying, in Flubber, the, the Flubber thing comes alive and lives with Robin Williams. And, and that's probably <laughs> so what's that in chicken nuggets. Ch- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, you're right. It's the same thing as me going late night to Wendy's for a No, but bottom line, Dish, I, I'm, I'm with you on this. And I'm just picturing you now, like, every time you go to the grocery store, like, being like, Fucking BuzzFeed. God damn it, God BuzzFeed. Damn it. Yeah, who wrote this article? I'm going to be really upset at them. It was like a team. Oh, my God. Investigative reporter? <laughs> what's They what's did the do criteria? some investigative journalism here, bro. What's the criteria to be a BuzzFeed investigative reporter? Whatever. You got to make a fire list, like, which John Travolta character are you? And then you become an investigative reporter at BuzzFeed. That's how it works. <laughs> All right, let's transition over to our favorite segment, the hot box, where we ask each other the hard questions or we can try to provoke the best answer out of each other. Uh, who wants to start with the questions? I'll start. So um, what I was thinking about this week, just reminiscing a little bit with the boys, and this is a little integral part, I think, of a lot of our friendships at school, was watching YouTube videos. So my question for you would be, What's either like the, your favorite YouTube video of all time? It could be your funniest. It could be the one when you think of YouTube, you think of this clip. It's whatever you want it to be. Just your favorite clip from YouTube. What is it? 
I'm going with the classic flea market Montgomery. Uh, it was a local like commercial. <laughs> it was just it was a local commercial from Montgomery, Alabama, for a furniture store. It ended up being on Ellen, and then it was like uh, the Cleveland show. Cleveland ended up like mimicking the sketch. It was even on The Office, a brief part, like Ryan is watching it on his computer. So it definitely made its rounds worldwide, or it went pretty viral. Uh, just <laughs> Wait, for, I'm bring got, it up, I gotta be honest. I, yeah, bring I up. have not seen, and I'm a huge YouTube fanatic, but I have not seen this clip yet. So I'm going to go fire, ahead and, and Fire play tune. It. So catchy. It's so I'm going to go ahead and play it. From- oh, yeah. Come shop with us. I said, flea market, Montgomery. It's just like, it's just like, amen. Hey, hey, you heard me. Come shop. Living rooms, bedrooms, dinettes. We got it. You need it. You'll find it. It's just like, it's just like, amen. Hey, hey. Bro, that's the, uh, that's the Will Smith from Hitch. You keep it right here before Hitch. Keep it right here. This is where you live. I won't see none of that. And the sad part is, the sad part is for Sammy Stevens, the owner, the man in that video, Unfortunately, the flea market Montgomery has actually closed down. Yeah. Undoubtedly, no. and, but that but that's the great thing about YouTube. Its legacy will surely live forever <laughs> thanks to this glorious video. Greenwald, I don't know how you've never seen yeah, it before. Dude, such, I've watched such a that classic video so many times. I thought that was well. I thought it's like the video. Uh, isn't there a video dish from, from that we used to watch in school where it's like the chicken guy or like the sofa discount furniture or something? You know what I'm talking about, dude. That's. That's the clip. Is Are that it? No, no, there's yeah, another one. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe Ray's that barbecue is. foot massage. You're thinking of Ray's. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. But Ray's also barbecue the, foot massage. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And the uh, Calvin, did you say how the Montgomery one was also like in Family Guy at one point too? Uh, I thought it was in the Cleveland show. Oh, I wasn't you're sure right. It was in the Cleveland yeah. show. Yeah, that that was hilarious. That is one of my all-time clips. Damn, that's Calvin. That's that's fire. I'm I'm very pro that clip. Um, all right, so I, all right, so I'll just say like those who know me and my personal like one of the ways I like to go into YouTube clips like people know that I love news bloopers. They're one of my favorite fucking things in the world. I think when people fuck up on national or local television, there's just an authenticity about it that like you cannot, you you just can't mimic it in right. any I other. Agree form and that's why I love it so much and like a lot of people know about the reporter who has the bug fly in his mouth and a lot of people think of that one that was almost my pick yeah no that one that one's great there's also this great clip of of Shepard Smith this Fox News anchor talking about uh, Jennifer Lopez and he's like they're more likely to give her a curb job than a blow job I mean block party (laughs) and it's fucking hilarious but and then the best part of these clips and, and this is about to be, I'm about to segue into mine, is the reporters apologizing after, like, to their to their viewers. And they they're just so have to flustered. be like, they're so flustered. And they're like, I have no idea that happened. And everyone knows the Grape Lady video. And they're like, oh, I think she might actually be hurt there. So it's like just shit like that. She's like shrieking on the ground. She's like, oh, 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 So this video let me just show it to you guys but I'll, I'll i'll back it up by saying that there was actually a very sad event uh a few years ago where a, a, a plane crashed and um you know people were trying to uncover all of these facts about how it happened and what went down and this news channel thought they were the first to this news so they broke this news live on the air we have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, <laughs> Wee Tu Lo, Ho Li and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board flight 214 when it crashed. We are working to determine exactly what roles each of them played during the landing on Saturday. Involved in the Asiana Airlines crash, these names were not accurate despite an NTSB official in Washington confirming them late this morning. We apologize for this error. Tonight we want to take a moment and say that we are sorry. 
Earlier today, during our new newscast, we misidentified the pilots in the Ashiana Airlines crash. We made several mistakes when we received this information. First of all, we never read the names out loud, phonetically sounding them out. All right, I want to stop right there because I encourage you all to go and watch the rest of this video. Uh, if you literally, this is how I found it, by the way, if you Google uh, something Wong on YouTube, you will find this video. But let's just talk just about the sounds. name. Let's talk about, well, first of all, let's talk about the end part because it's the freshest in your mind. The fact that the first line of the apology is we never said the names out loud, <laughs> phonetically sounding them out. They just got those names and they put them on the screen. And if you think, if you read them in order, I know this isn't rocket science, but they literally take you through what this prankster said the crash was as it was an Asian flight saying, Captain Something Wong, we too low. Holy fook, bang, ding, ow. As if that literally takes you through like the last moments of what the pilots would have said to, to each other. And yes, it is definitely racist and wrong, but it's funnier that they read it out loud on this fucking live station. And they said they confirmed it with a National Transportation Safety Board member. God damn it. That video is just so fucking good. And every time I hear her say the names and the way she says, Bang, ding, ow is so fucking funny. She probably is realizing like right there, like right after Holy Fook, she's like, wait a minute. <laughs> she's yeah, I in know, too deep. I know. She's at the third name. There's nothing she can do. Uh, I'm going to have to give this one the green wall just because I, I do love the flea market video, but... I was just weak laughing. Hey, hey. Two minutes. <laughs> I, was, I was just laughing pretty damn hard. Having to see that woman's like face when she was apologizing, it looked like she was like kind of biting her like teeth a little bit, just like so fucking mad that this even has to be a thing. <laughs> I will say that I wanted to show that, that clip for our listeners, but uh, if you, you know, if you're a listener and you know me, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I can send you a bunch of hilarious. Uh, fucking YouTube news bloopers. It's uh, it's an unbelievable rabbit hole. I encourage all of you to go down it. It's uh, fucking phenomenal. It's a simple YouTube search. Simple YouTube <laughs> well, search. Yeah, or need to know or you to can search. ask Greenwald. You can simply Just, search news bloopers well, on YouTube and you'll go down the wormhole or the rabbit hole yourself. But yeah. If Greenwald. you search news bloopers, you might come across a lot of like PG ones. But, you know, I know where the, uh, Ooh, the hidden gems. You know the rated R ones. I know the radar ones. Yeah, yeah. What's the one where it. the uh, where the reporter walks up to the the little boy with a firework and he's like, "What does he say?" He's like, <laughs> "Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't yeah. you like to know, weather? Where are your parents?" <laughs> yeah, that, that would, um, that's a good one too. But all right, fair all enough. All right. What's the next question? I'll, I'll ask my question. I'll ask my question as the uh, defending champion of that. So you guys know that I'm in London. Connor, you're in Columbia. I know it's probably been a while. Columbia actually uh, pretty locked down tight right now. Uh, so you, you know, it's been now. a while. Probably the been a while since till August and through know, August which most likely. Uh, which sucks because you know Connor was doing a lot of traveling, and my point is, you know, I just traveled over here. Like I said, there were some things good about it, some things bad about the differences of of traveling during COVID, but. My question is like, what is the most annoying part about traveling? And I'm talking any type of traveling, like car rides, train rides, planes, going far away. Like, what's the thing that stood out to you uh, when I texted you guys this question this morning as like the worst thing, the most annoying thing, and why does it suck? Yeah, just take it away. Yeah, I mean having to go to the bathroom, whether it be having to poop or having to pee, whether it be in a car, <laughs> whether it be in a plane, whether I'm in a fucking bus and I have to go on the bus, there is nothing worse than having to, like, if you're in the, the, the window seat, having to tap your buddy next to you, like, hey, I gotta get up real quick. And if you're drinking like if me, it's I'm a flight. buddy. And it I'm not anyone. saying a buddy, I'm just saying the person next to me, I'm calling him my buddy because, you know, I'm a nice guy. So you just bounce your buddy, you got two people got to fucking get up and walk around, then you get to go to the bathroom if there's a line, you're in this tiniest plane, you're like, you know, we're pretty tall guys, we're like ducking down, I'm a little, you know, drunk, I get flight anxiety, I drink a lot. Um, <laughs> so that, if you're in a fucking car and you have to pull over at like some Exxon and then like, and the, if you're doing a night trip, it's like two in the morning, you're pooping like 
you got a key from the guy inside. You like go up to the fucking disgusting ass door. You're like, oh, should I do this? You open it up. It's just like graffiti, blood, shit everywhere. There's nothing worse than having to go to the bathroom when you're traveling. For for our listeners out there, Liam had to commute to work today. Poor Liam. And was complaining about how he had to wear a mask for like an hour and a half, two hours. I wore a mask for 20 hours. Imagine Liam, based on what he's saying right now, pooping on an airplane in a mask. I'm assuming you <laughs> Dude, probably just like, furious. We, we we get that uh, get that image out of your heads actually because it's a sick fucking yeah, image and I don't want you to have to think about it. A lot of sweat, a lot of grossness, a right, lot of right. murring. Coughlin, go ahead. It's sick all right, for me, it's without a doubt. You only have to experience it once to never forget it. But babies crying on the plane oh, by far is the worst. Oh my god! All right. I you know what I was thinking of? The reason I came up with this is uh, the Netflix show. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. He has this <laughs> yeah. skit. Featuring Will Forte, where Will Forte is like this old man, and he's like, it was 1982, I was 48, you were nine months old. And he was like going yeah. from JFK to London, just explaining how this like little baby started crying. And he's like talking about how he had he saved up his life savings to take this flight to London. He's like, I was going to go to Buckingham Palace to make the guards laugh. But I was too tired to do anything funny. He's like, so he devoted his life then to getting revenge. And he's like sitting next to this dude. And he's this grown man that just starts wailing, crying. And, uh, but it is the truth. Oh my God. That is the worst thing ever. Like a baby. There's nothing you can do about it. I mean, this, you can, you can go to the bathroom or just pull over the side of the road if you need to. But what are you going to do? I'm just going to poop on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, bro. You can, <laughs> gonna drop. but you can't, but you can't throw the baby out of the plane. Like what Said are you, you going to do? Said who? What are you going to do if there's a baby crying in the aisle in front of you? Like you can't take care of that baby the way you can take care of the, the way that it is that you're dealing with. Just yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I can't just like poop on the side of the road. The other thing about babies is like they're they're babies, (laughs) and like there's just nothing you can say. You can't be like shut that baby. It's like dude, it's a baby. Like you're just gonna be a dick if you say that. And also, every time I see that, I'm like, God, it's gonna fucking suck traveling with a baby because everyone hates you, and you know they won't say anything, but everyone hates you. We were all those. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta give this one to Connor. I will say just because I want to interject. Uh, and, I, and I'm curious, Liam, about like what YouTube you like video to poop when you inspired. Travel? No, what you well, that's the other thing, dude. I never have to go. Like, I basically go to the bathroom before you get on the plane. Like, well, what you know, about just car be rides? smarter? What if you're on the car just for like be- six to nine hours? Like, I can't control my poop over nine hours. Yeah, did you say sixty nine hours or six to nine? <laughs> six to nine, but it sounds like <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. No, it's yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, all right, well, well, I I do want to ask Liam what YouTube video inspired your question because I will say that what inspired mine obviously a lot of things were annoying and like i had the whole road to myself which was sick but one thing i was thinking more so like i really hate it when they start boarding the plane and everyone just stands up it's like what what is the rush to get on the plane especially during i was like thinking about this especially during covid like all of the germs are in the closed in space on the plane like why are we all sprinting to get there and then when you land and you know there's at least like 20 minutes before they start unloading you and people just stand up they just start clapping. Those are the worst the 20 middle. minutes, though. I the worst are the clappers. Out, like, oh, the clappers, clap. dude. That's it. <laughs> the clappers. I had, You're fucking those people, you clap. Those people fucking suck. All I'm saying is, like, I was thinking, like, about all these annoying people that I was just looking around, like, God, like, what are you doing? Why are you getting up right now? I mean, in terms of, in terms of the being anxious to get on the plane, if it's a full flight, like, I guess I do have a little bit of weird anxiety about like making sure that I can put my bag overhead and that it's not going to be like in my lap the whole flight. I guess that's, but they don't even allow that. They don't even allow that unless it's your backpack. It's got to go under your seat during takeoff anyway. But yeah, like, I don't like that. I want to put, put it away. I'm already like squeezed. I'm, I'm already too big for the airplane seats. Like I don't need to co- make it more complicated because I have to hold it. No, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like A, the germs were on the plane and B, we all knew we were getting our own row. There was so much baggage space and like it was just like, dude, like people still stood up and started forming a line and like. And you like, can knock you out. Do? You can knock out as soon as you get on the plane too. Maybe somebody's sitting in, like, waiting to board the plane, and they're like, "Fuck, this Zanny's about to kick in any second. I need to get my ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's probably uh, familiar for some of our listeners. 
But here, here's my question anyways, right? Today, the day we're recording is Wednesday, July 8th. Now, I think this episode is coming out Friday, but still. Today is National Video Game Day. Video games, obviously, a part, to some degree, a part of all our childhood. So my question to you guys is, give me, a, give me your blast from the past video game. What's a video game that was very important to you growing up, that was iconic for you? Um, I'll um, go first. Go ahead. Oh, Greenwald. Go ahead, Carl. <laughs> My probably the favorite game I've ever played in all, of all time. And I don't even know if I could call this a very underrated game. I don't know if you guys played it, but The Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker was shit, by man, far that? my favorite game on my GameCube. Just an incredible, incredible. It was like probably my second or third video game oh, I've fuck. ever had in my life too. So it was, and I used to play it with my neighbor down the street. We would play literally for hours, 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 probably until like two months into playing it, we got to this part, this level that we couldn't figure out, and just fucking gave up. But that one game I always associate with, like, having my GameCube, always associate with, like, growing up and, like, coming home from school as, like, a third grader, like, a second grader, and just, like, sitting at my GameCube and just playing Legend of Zelda with my friend from up the street. Like, I I fucking got off of that. Dish, I remember you playing Legend of Zelda, like, every day of college, so I don't know why you're making it, like, a second grade thing. (laughs) Zelda female? Greenwald, ew. That's a good question. Is is Zelda female? <laughs> I mean, you use the words I got off on that. I'm just saying. Greenwald, don't put words in my mouth. That's disgusting. All right, I'll get, you said you literally said that. Run, run, that, run the tape back. That's disgusting. You literally said that. All right, well, you're making Cut me that. rethink Cut my that. vote because because now that. I wish I now I wish I went with uh, either SSX Tricky or NFL oh. Street, but I, I got to go with what I prepared. Uh, so SSX Tricky was like what was in my mind. So you should have fucking oh. said it, but give me give me your pick anyway. It's Garibaldi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, but what is your uh, pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my pick, I had to go with uh, Batman, Ark- the Arkham series, but specifically Arkham City. Um, there's many reasons for this. Uh, you know, first being Batman is, in my opinion, he's the GOAT superhero. He's the everyman superhero. That's he doesn't cool. have any special <laughs> abilities. He's just a savage. He just puts the team on his back every time. And yet he leads the Justice League with Superman, the most powerful being in the universe. And yet he still does. Quick little side note. And, you know, I'll just say it because Dish already said it made me feel comfortable. It's honestly very – I don't know if this video game could come out in today's day and age because every female character in the video game is like an absolute rocket. And it's ridiculous, <laughs> like the outfits that they have them in. Now it's no, actually it. no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, really though. More so, the video games right. they play. Oh, they play out like movies. They play out like movies. They're like stories that play out, and like that was right around the time that the Dark Knight and the Batman Begins trilogy was coming out. So it was almost like in line with those. So it was like these video games counterparts to. Uh, the movies and also Mark Hamill voiced the Joker greatest voice actor of all time he also voice voices Fire Lord Ozai and Avatar shout out Avatar greatest fucking animated show uh, well that's not true there's a lot out there but Avatar's way up there um, but yeah I just love that fucking game I definitely remember playing it like when I would get grounded like couldn't go out for a week and I was like alright just gonna sesh on Batman uh, in like early mid- sixth grade probably so fire game alright fire game alright uh, no, neither of you guys did, were none of you guys ever uh, Jack and Daxter guys. I was obsessed. With I never even heard. I, of I that. was when I was a senior in high school. I got an N sixty four, I think, or something. I thought that was. Or no, no. I was, was gonna PS1, say. I, I also bro. thought about going yeah, like Max Dirt Bike. I don't know if you guys ever played that game. That was a game I crushed on the computer in in fifth grade. Well, SSX yeah, Tricky was that. also on my mind. All right, you guys give me like specifics, like Batman, Gotham City, or whatever the fuck you said, Greenwald and Dish. You had some name that I'm definitely not going to remember for the Zelda one. But I'm going to give the point to Dish for the for the Zelda, just because that's Zelda right. is kind of like Dude. more more of a that's childhood game, game yeah, than that's... Ba- Batman. Is like I think of the movie. Like even though I didn't read the comic books, I mean I think of the comic books. I don't really jump to the. The Bro, video game on. doesn't really cross my mind when I consider IGN, my childhood. IGN Zelda, has Batman as like the lost. greatest game You lost. Ever. You lost. Nice. You lost. You lost. This you is lost. the second time. This is bullshit. You lost. Is this three-way tie again? Yes, it is. God and that's why I was actually, it. I was hoping you were going to tip the scales because Liam, it's ridiculous. What is it? Why you is it ridiculous? Because you suck? Zelda, Zelda's a more more iconic video game, like childhood video game than, than oh Batman. Fuck. And Batman came yeah, out it is. like high it school. Is. Greenwald's fucking sitting around playing his fucking Xbox in high school. 
Uh, it came out in like sixth grade. Yeah, she was playing grade, Zelda so. in fucking college. So, I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that's not a good dude. reason. We played Super Mario Strikers. Oh my god, it's Mario, not Mario. You fucking Long Island scum. Fuck off. Well, we find, that, we find that we kind of forgot to get a, uh, uh, a listener question for the tiebreaker, so we'll have to handle that next time. But let's move on to the movie recommendations. What do you guys got this time around? My movie recommendation with, with me being in the UK, I've actually, a friend of mine said that our podcast reminds him a lot of the, uh, the Ricky Gervais podcast because it's two dudes like basically shitting on an idiot. Uh, Liam is the idiot, obviously. Yeah, dude, I think that's a show. Yeah, I don't idiot. think that's a I don't think that's a podcast. I think that's uh, a show. What's it's, it called again? It's Idiot kind of a show. It's kind of a show like with anim- – it's a podcast, but it's with animation on HBO. But it was more me- meant to be a podcast. A podcast with animation. It's fucking so hilarious. I've, I've actually been listening to it lately. But the reason I bring that up is because I'm in London. I'm, I'm hearing these accents all over the place. And there's just something about like a British accent. When it's give us give used. us a little taste of a British like, accent. Just give us a one liner. Yeah, well, so there's obviously like there's obviously like the the accent I alluded to earlier and like Top Boy, and it's like say nothing, fam. Like Wagwan, bruv. Like you know, it's a UK term. <laughs> All right, fam. better than that. Term. That's like that's like Jamaican immigrants in, in okay. Well, it's like UK. Well, I'll do is if it's, it's like I don't care. You know what I'm saying, fam? I really don't give a fuck. It's all here. It's all love, fam. It's all right, fam. All right, we're going to check back in. We're going to check back <laughs> no, next so week after you've been listening d- a little bit more. I, yeah. That. All right. Well, I was going to say that's that accent. And then there's the other accent, which is like Ricky Gervais. He's like, hello, I'm Ricky Gervais. Like, it's bollocks, mate. It's brilliant. It's brilliant, mate. <laughs> that's, better. that's him. That's, that's him. And like, that's more the uh, lingo in the movie that I'm recommending, which is Death at a Funeral. Now, a lot of people know about the American remake of this movie. Uh, with Chris Rock and, um, or is, yeah, I think it's Chris Rock and Dude, uh, some I thought other that's people, the but, one you were talking about. I haven't seen this English one yet. I thought the oh, Chris no, Rock dude. one was fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, oh, I'm talking shit. about the English one. The English one is mad fucking funny. And you can just picture like all of that. It's, it's the American movie is a knockoff. So it's very, very similar, but it's a farce meaning like, it's a serious event where everything goes wrong. Like everything that can go wrong does go wrong. And basically what it is, is like, it's a, it's a family that's like trying to resolve these problems while they're attending the funeral of the patriarch. And it, it, and it stars Tom from Succession. His name's Matthew McFadden, uh, who I didn't know until Succession. And I forgot he was even in this movie, but that's a later debate, by the way, for, for Succession fans. Is, is Tom a savage or not? Tom is a huge savage, in my opinion. I fuck with Tom heavy, for those who watch Succession. Um, but yeah, it's just literally laugh out loud funny. Like, every single time. You're just, like, putting your hands on your head. Like, I cannot fucking believe this is happening. It's a fucking riot. And everything being in British accents makes it even funnier. So I strongly, strongly recommend it. And for our listeners, I dare you to watch it and text me and tell me you didn't crack the fuck up because it is yeah, I got it. I got to check that out. I got to check. It's better that than out. the uh, remake by far. Well, the American sure. one, Chris Rock, Martin Lawrence, those guys cracked me up honestly. So yeah, no, I, I bet I it's good. I, I, I got to check out the American one. I haven't seen it. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys mine next. Uh, so unlike my first recommendation, Movie 43, which had a whopping 5% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> my, pick, my pick this week actually is a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes obviously isn't the end-all be-all uh, because Movie 43 with a 5% is a phenomenal movie, but it's kind of accurate in this case. Anyways, my pick is Sing Street. came out in 2016. Oh, yes. It's about a boy in Dublin whose family can no longer afford him to go to private school, so they have to send him to like this cheap, rough alternative. It takes place in the 80s. Ireland was in a really bad recession back then in the 80s. It's actually when my parents, who are both from Ireland, came to America during the 80s, and my dad's from Dublin, so like all the actors in the movie sound like my family in Dublin, so it kind of makes me feel at home a little bit. That's one of the reasons I like Aww. it, but the real reason is the unbelievable original soundtrack not just yeah. original i mean they do have great original songs but basically the boy starts a ba- this boy starts a band to impress an older girl and they make songs that kind of sounds like the hit bands at the time like if you like bands like the cure aha duran duran hall and oats you'll definitely love the m- music in this movie and the original songs are great too uh i thought i i thought it was just a bit of a like a nostalgia thing for me being irish but when i showed you and Hesset Greenwald, you guys really loved it. So 
I think it's bro. I, Hess Hess our, one of our friends Tyler Hess out there. He he's Fun like toad. huge. He loves his like gangster rap. This man, I'll hear him. He's my roommate, and I hear him bump and drive it like he stole it all the time. So kudos to Sing Street for you know, which is like an original song man's. from the movie. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I mean. And the Irish accents, too, are just, uh, like, that girl, her voice. Oh, man, she's so beautiful. Just sounding all That Dublin accent gets me every time. But, yeah. Yeah, same same guy who did um, who did Once, for those of you out yep. there, you know, falling slowly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think most people, I don't think most people Everyone knows that know song, that movie, though. Greenwald, but another great Irish movie. So. Everyone knows that song, and if my voice doesn't immediately take you to the streets of Dublin, then I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. But he also made another movie. It's got the you know the Adam Levine song in it, uh, "Begin Again." So he's he's big on the movies with like original music, um, and I don't think that movie has any Irish ties. But same director, and he all those movies are really good. Uh, Sing Street's the best though, no question. Check it out movie. for sure. Great Absolutely, Rick. check it out. Dish, what about you? All right, so um, for me, I chose the Netflix documentary um, Longshot. So just to give a little background before, uh, Larry Davis is probably one of my favorite people of all time. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld are two of my favorite shows of all time. One particular episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, which is the HOV Lane episode. I don't know if you guys have seen that episode. Um, but it's probably the funniest episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, in my opinion. But um, fast forward a few years, um, a documentary came out that told the story of Juan Catalan, who was this dude who was at a Dodgers game in 2003 who was convicted of some murder. And he was like, no, like, I did not commit the murder. I was not there. Like, th- this wasn't me. Like, I could prove it. I was at the Dodgers game. And kind of the story of how him and his attorney had to go through, like, piles and piles of raw footage. Because it's not like you could just watch the episode and, like, you'll see him in it. Um, It's just a bunch of raw photos that they had to go through and videos. Um, But it's a pretty incredible story. Larry David's also in the documentary. So just seeing him do an interview, um, even in a serious light, is hysterical. Why is he in it, Dish? He can't can't say that without revealing why, so... I think it's just that's that's the mystery. Yeah. You want the viewers to go and watch it yourselves. Okay. Exactly. Right. I don't want to give too much away, but I mean, it, it's that, a that crazy would, story. Yeah. No, and I was just going to ask Liam, what's the episode that uh, the HOV that, that lane? Was, so yeah, he gets tickets to the Dodgers game, and he's sitting in a bunch of traffic, and he also has the Seinfeld jacket on. Oh, um, so he, he brings the up, woman yeah, with him. That he brings, yeah. he gets the he <laughs> gets the weed on the way, and then Marty Funkhauser has the jacket in the airport. He's like, hold on, Larry's going to the bathroom. He's like, hold on, I'll put my jacket for a second. He comes out, and he's getting like carried away by the drug dogs. <laughs> Yes, incredible yes. moment in television. He's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> I'm like whatever it's like. It's like Larry. I'm gonna kill you when I get out. <laughs> but if you haven't seen that, that guy, has the weirdest voice that. of all time. R.I.P. 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 Marty, Marty Funk. But yeah, that's my pick. It's an uh, it's an awesome doc. I watched it recently. So those are the movie wrecks. Uh, we're going into the weekend, or this episode comes out Friday, guys. Anything? We got this weekend. I don't think there's any big, big soccer games over the weekend. Oh, UFC 251 for those interested. Three title fights. Jorge Masvidal stepping in. He was the guy that won that baddest motherfucker belt, the BMF belt. I don't know if you guys ever noticed that, but that'll be a good fight. Other than that, anything else? I mean, we're still kind of waiting on sports a little bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I saw nah. some pictures of guys getting to the arriving at like the NBA's uh, location in Florida. So that kind of like. Gave me yeah. a little bit. I, I saw hilarious. A little bit. You see that tweet where it was like playing for the Lakers, playing for the Magic. The Lakers had like a epic like sushi delivered to their doors, and the Magic had like a Lunchables box. <laughs> no, and like I'm a fucking <laughs> mad funny. You know, I will say though is uh, I'm actually not a huge fan of his in general, but R.I.P. Got to pay my respects. I did see Juice World has a posthumous album coming out on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys like so, Pop Smokes? Uh, I, nah, do we like nah, It's nah. already come out? Because no. This is the king of New so. York. <laughs> I, I will say, sh- just just while I'm on with all my list, all the ASAP's listeners the out there, like y- everyone should listen to more uh, UK rap like, Maybe, and just I'm know that I will be walking around the streets here listening to uh, UK rap feeling amongst my people. Uh, so just know that. Who are, who are the top guys right now? Skepta, Octavian? Skepta, yeah. Dave, Giggs, Fredo. Um, yeah, nice. Octavian, obviously. Uh, Hetty One. Uh, obviously, Stormzy. 
Stormzy is such a savage. Is Giggs uh, I mean, still doing his thing or is Giggs falling off? Yeah, dude. The Giggs Drake is album. my fucking Giggs is my boy, dude. I love Giggs. That was shout out my last Instagram caption, which was a clip shown to me uh, by Cove, Jack Cove, our friend in uh, Maine, where in the beginning Giggs is actually rapping the essence and he just goes, Ha, colors, I got you. And then it starts and he just because it's on colors, which is a cool YouTube series where they like they do live music in like a background of like color. And he's wearing the most ridiculous sweater I've ever seen. It's like a it's like a Jack card printed on a sweater. He looks ridiculous, but he's a savage. Fuck heavy with gigs. But yeah, so just ch- picture so me check rolling out down the, the British streets. music. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. I mean, I you know, I know this is something we talked about, guys. Uh, since we're coming to the end here, love the feedback. Everyone like positive, negative, just appreciate all the listeners out there. If you do want to say something, uh, you know, feel free to, to like, subscribe, leave us a review uh, on the iTunes or the Spotify pages, you know. Get us yeah, we got a lot of time. listeners, got a lot of listeners, not a lot of subscribers. So, you know, it's all about that slow grind, as, as Isaiah Thomas likes to say. But, uh, yeah, if you're listening, guys, show some support. Reach out to us. Yeah, we're lurking. Toad and Merkin. But that's a wrap for this episode, guys. We'll see you next week, uh, Thursday or Friday, approximately. At Greenwald, enjoy yourself in London, dude. Looking forward to hearing about it. Safe, um, I will. It's <laughs> a wrap. We're all gonna be like three little Fonzies here. And what's Fonzie like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? What? Cool. Correct the mundo. And that's what we're gonna be. We're gonna be cool.